Welcome to 7-Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion with me, Rabbi Micah Streifer. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to subscribe or comment or share it with a friend. In this week's Torah portion, we meet a patriarch at his most vulnerable. Two weeks ago, two parshiot ago, for a bunch of reasons, Jacob ran away from his family. He ran away because he and his brother Esau had had a series of, let's say, scrapes, where Jacob had swindled his brother out of his birthright and his blessing. Esau threatens to kill Jacob, and Jacob runs away. That was 20 years ago. Now he's on his way home, and a lot has happened in the meantime. He's grown up. He's gotten married. Jacob now has two wives, two concubines, and 12 children, and by the end of the portion, a 13th child on the way. He has gone from being a kid to being an adult, as people do. He's gone from having to worry only about himself to being the patriarch of a large family. The growth in Jacob is evident in something that happens both in this Torah portion and two weeks ago, and that is that Jacob prays. Now, this is a little bit unusual in Torah. We don't often see long, drawn-out prayers directly to God from patriarchs. But Jacob actually has two of them, one on his way out of the land of Israel, and one, in this portion, on his way back in. The difference is night and day. Here's what Jacob said two weeks ago in Vayetze as he was running away. If you remember, he had just experienced that extraordinary dream of a ladder reaching up to heaven. God stands above it and essentially says, don't worry, Jacob, I'm with you wherever you go. I'll protect you and I'll make a covenant with you. And Jacob responds, If God remains with me, and if God protects me on this journey I'm making, and if God gives me bread to eat and clothing to wear, and if I return safe to my father's house, Vahaya Adonai li Elohim, then the Eternal shall be my God. That's the prayer of young Jacob. Now, is it really a prayer? It's actually more like a bargain. God, if you do this and this and this, then you will be my God. I think this is a reflection of a certain immaturity. Jacob is young and brash. He, he thinks the world of himself. He doesn't have a lot of commitments or a lot of responsibilities. But 20 years later, the scene is very different. Jacob re-enters the land of Israel as a family man, as a patriarch with responsibilities, as an older person who has lived and learned and gained and lost, and perhaps has a different sense of what's at stake. He also knows that he's about to meet his brother tomorrow morning for the first time in 20 years. And he knows that the last time the two of them saw each other, Esau was angry and ready to kill. So Jacob's second prayer reflects a different situation and a different Jacob. He says, Elohea vi Avraham, Elohea vi Yitzchak Adonai. O God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, I am unworthy of all the kindness that you have shown me. With my staff alone I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. He continues saying, Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother Esau, because I am afraid that otherwise he might come and strike me down, mothers and children alike. And yet, O God, you have said, I will deal bountifully with you and make your offspring as the sands of the sea, which are too numerous to count. That's Jacob's prayer now. It's an extraordinary shift, I think. 
rather than just a bargain, rather than a sense that he's doing God a favor, like the last prayer that we read, this is a statement of humility and thanks. Jacob acknowledges the bounty, the gifts that he has in his life that have come from God. He prays for deliverance. He even acknowledges some very dark feelings. Ki yare anochi, he says, I am afraid. This is Jacob making himself vulnerable before God. And that, I believe, might be what prayer is all about. Now, I don't know if God answers prayers. That is to say, I don't know if we get what we want by asking God for it. If that was the case, I'd just ask for a million bucks and for the pandemic to end and be done with it. But we all know that's not really how prayer works. In fact, prayer is probably a lot more about us than it is about God to begin with. It's about acknowledging the things that we're thankful for, the things that we're happy about. It's about acknowledging what we're afraid of, those anxieties that we have, the worries that we walk through life with. It's also about building a supportive community around ourselves. The rabbis of the Talmud teach over and over again that while you can pray alone, it's best to pray with a community, with other people. That's why as Jews, we traditionally gather a minion of 10 people when we pray so that we can connect and support each other. These are the things that Jacob seems to have learned by the time he returns home after his 20 years out in the world, because his prayer is a reflection of thankfulness, of vulnerability, of fear, and of an acknowledgement of the need for community and for other people. Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, one of the great thinkers and teachers of 20th century Judaism, wrote these words about prayer. He said, Prayer cannot bring water to parched fields, or mend a broken bridge, or rebuild a ruined city. But prayer can water an arid soul, mend a broken heart, and rebuild a weakened will. In the end, the prayers that we say are about sharing with God and with others our hopes, our dreams, our anxieties, and our gratitude. Prayer is about being vulnerable, again, with God and with others, and maybe most of all, with ourselves. There are some of us who believe that God hears and answers our prayers, and there are some of us who are not so sure about that. That's a natural thing and has a long-standing tradition in Judaism. In fact, in this Torah portion, Jacob's name will be changed from Yaakov to Yisrael, which means the one who struggles with God. We Jews are meant to struggle. We're meant to question. We're meant to not always be so sure what we believe. Jacob is the archetype for that. At the same time, one of the messages of the Parsha is that building a practice of reflection, of meditation, of thankfulness, of prayer in whatever form we find it meaningful is one of the most important things that we can do for our own wellness, for our community connections and relationships, for our sense of self in the world. Thanks for listening today. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to 7-Minute Torah. If you enjoyed this program, please leave a review or a comment, and please pass it on to a friend. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week.